No excuses now, mule shoe. The situation has just dramatically changed, buddy. No more taking over a 4-8 and eight football program. No more, ah, we'll give him a year. He wasn't taking over that great of a roster. No, 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 no. The expectation for him now is to win and to win right away in year one. Hey, you're, we're all reading the headlines today. Ah, USC's a dark horse for the college football playoff next year. They'll, heck, they'll be a top 10 team once the season starts. There were people putting USC in the top 10, Tyler, before before Caleb Williams got to town. How many years will it take Lincoln Riley to reach a college football playoff game at USC? Uh, Expectations are high. Hope you're ready. Hope you're ready to take over on the West Coast. He is going to re-engage the West Coast in a college football Okay, I'm going to remember all of these when he goes 6-6 six and six next year or 7-5 and five or 5-7 five and seven next year. I'm, I'm going to remember all these things that are being said that everyone nationally is expecting him to reach the college football playoff with Caleb Williams. All right, so buckle in, buddy, because you thought that you might have some excuses in year one. The honeymoon would last into year two, not no more. You get the hottest transfer market player out there and you mix him in with Mario Williams and a bunch of other transfers, you better win right away or some people are going to start to change their opinions about you as a head coach. You know what I want to happen? You know what would be hilarious to me and the most ironic twist of all time is if come the 2023 season, Caleb Williams is projected to be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft, and he gets benched midseason for Malachi Nelson. <laughs> right? It, it, that's the new assembly line of quarterbacks at USC. I talked about it before at OU. It's get a number one guy, they sit one year, they start for two, they're off to the NFL. Uh, yes, now when it's their draft eligible year, they'll get replaced midseason and then have to transfer somewhere else. That's That's it. But... Hey, Caleb Williams, man. Uh, a lot of people say top five, maybe even top three Heisman candidate for next year. So you better win right away. You, figure, you better figure out a way to win at Utah and win at UCLA and beat Notre Dame next year. No pressure. No pressure, Mule Shoe. The rest of your roster is not very good, by the way. It only won four games, but none of that matters now. You, you better go out there and put up a 10-2 and two season next year and be playing for a Pac-12 title. That Notre Dame game, that's going to be must-see television because, believe me, old Mule Shoe and uh, Caleb Williams, they're going to run into a stone wall in Marcus Freeman's defense. Well, I think they're going to run into a stone wall when they play Utah next year early on in the season. Rush three, drop eight. I mean, <laughs> maybe that's what maybe that's what Stanford and everyone else does next year. Who knows? But uh, yeah, so we will, as we thought, be keeping up with USC games quite a bit next year. A lot of folks will. I mean, I've I, I've heard feedback from people all morning, Tyler. Well, and all afternoon at this point, either on the message boards or via the text line or just via personal communication, people saying, as hard as I root for OU, I'm going to be rooting against USC next year. I am Team Steely, by the way. I'm Team Ste- Mike Steely on just about everything, but I am definitely Team Steely on uh, how he went about the radio program today. I agree with the man. Yeah, let the hate flow. It's fine. And you, what you said's right. That's what the text line's for. Let, let, the, let the hate flow. So if you want to do it today... Uh, I'll listen, I promise you. Air Comfort Solutions text line 651-3439. But yeah, you think it's bad now? You just wait till SC loses their first game next year. Yeah, it'll be a, it'll be celebration around here. I can promise you that. Uh, welcome to the show. Locked in with McComas and Thune. Pre-National Signing Day show. 
And OU's got a lot on the line tomorrow. Man. Yes, they do. A lot on the line tomorrow. Could be a really big day for the staff. I uh, know. We were thinking back to last year on National Signing Day. Literally nothing happened for OU. I mean, there was – I did they even sign anybody on National Signing Day last year? Or did all of their guys sign in the early period? If it wasn't everybody, it was very close to everybody. I don't know. I'd have to check the receipts on that one. But still – just the drastic change, and it's kind of understandable given that you underwent a uh, head coaching change. But still, the fact that there is so much on the table for Oklahoma on National Signing Day, Tyler, there legitimately might not be another program in the country that has more of an opportunity to heighten their ceiling in terms of their final recruiting ranking than Oklahoma tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, there's still some high-profile players out there. Harold Perkins looks like an LSU A&M battle there. Uh, Shamar Stewart is out there. So, so some five-star guys are still on the board, but in in terms of like just number of guys that are out there, yeah, you're 100% right for OU. So let's go through them here. And let's start off with Jamarian Burtz, three-star wide receiver. Pretty, uh, he's going he's gonna to play defensive back. Uh, pretty popular belief that he's going to end up signing with OU. You feel good about that? 90%. Yeah. I 90%, I might even go a little bit higher than that. It seems like all the crystal balls are trending towards him. So there's one that we're projecting signs with OU tomorrow. Uh, five-star offensive lineman Devin Campbell. That that looks like Texas all that the way. That does look like Texas. Would be a really nice get, and, and OU is really trying to make some headway down the stretch. But Devin Campbell, who I think he's going to sign on CBS Sports HQ. That's correct. Like a lot of guys tomorrow, probably expect him to pick Texas. Grayson Halton is going to sign on CBS Sports HQ. I think at 5.30 is when he's going to make his announcement. Uh, another guy that uh, is is trending pretty hard towards OU, correct? 95% so there's, on that one. There's two really good two really good defensive players that you might get tomorrow. Uh-huh. Uh, Gentry Williams, no surprise again, especially I, I, after yesterday. I, I generally wouldn't apply the 100% label just because I feel like that's kind of a dead giveaway, but Gentry Williams is already committed, people. I'll, I'll go ahead and slap the 100% on that one. So there's three. I, ha, ha, if you want to say three for Gentry Williams, that that's fine, but there's three defensive players players that you're talking about. Josh Connerly, we've talked about him at length for over the course of the past two weeks. Won't be making a decision tomorrow still, correct? That's still going to extend past signing yes. day? And how is, like, is there a current updates with that, especially with Jim Harbaugh looking like he's going to leave Michigan? That, that race is wide open, Tyler. Like, I wish I could give you any sense of where the smart money is right now for Josh Connerly. I don't have any idea, and I don't think anybody has any idea. That race is wide, wide open. A, a guy that we haven't talked about yet, and I saw you put in a crystal ball for him today, last night, Brady Bond, a, a punter. Is OU going to end up getting a punter in he this class? He's announcing his commitment at 4 o'clock this afternoon, and yes, I expect he will be a Sooner as well. So for what that's worth, I know it's a special teamer, but hey, uh, special teams was one facet of the game that was not really taken seriously under the old regime. And so that is that is going to change under Brent Venables with the hiring of Brandon Hall and the addition of Jay Nunez. R. Mason Thomas listed as an edge player. Iowa State commits, correct? Yeah, so there is there is a lot of confidence on the Iowa State end of things that he is actually going to honor his commitment to the Cyclones and stick it out with them. That does not really line up with what I've been told and just – the logic, you know, with these types of things, you know, you hear conflicting reports from both sides. You got to kind of evaluate things and cut through the BS with 
a clear head and just kind of take stock of the situation, the factors at play, and make your own deduction as to what makes the most sense. And for our Mason Thomas, he never really had any serious interest in Miami, took the official visit. That didn't really sway him. He's committed to Iowa State. It's very clear then, Tyler, that a kid from Fort Lauderdale wants out of South Beach, right? So that was that was the reason why, even though I knew Miami was getting the last official visit, I was saying, I, I really don't think this is going to be Miami for our Mason Thomas. Now, the fact that it's Iowa State or Oklahoma, that tells you all you need to know. The kid doesn't want to be in South Florida. He wants a different type of environment. And for me, I just have a hard time believing that you would choose Ames, Iowa, and Matt Campbell's staff over Norman, Oklahoma, and Brent Venable's staff. And that's no dig at Matt Campbell, but the reality is, especially for a linebacker like our Mason Thomas, there is nobody more qualified to develop you towards an NFL future than Brent Venable. Sure, and he's the first guy that we've mentioned for tomorrow that's at least debatable one way or the other. The guys that we mentioned before that are OU leans, it's like 90% confidence or above. Uh, Devin Campbell, I very high confidence. It's Texas. Josh Connerly, I mean, we could talk about it, but he's not going to make a decision tomorrow seemingly. So R. Mason Thomas, to me, is the guy on the list that that would be a really, really big win for the staff on signing day. And maybe a flip that, and I know that you're confident in it, but maybe a flip that a lot of people nationally go, oh, wow, okay, there was a late steal by OU. Nice job. No doubt. And believe me, like I, I've been talking now to people in South Florida today already as things kind of widen down towards a decision for both him and his teammate, Ahmad Moten. There is a lot of love for R. Mason Thomas's skill set. Like The way it was phrased to me from one source down there is, our Mason Thomas is a freaking dude. Yeah. Well, he's got a teammate, too, Ahmad Moten. You just mentioned him, three-star defensive lineman. Oh, are you feeling this, good there? This is going to be the biggest coin flip of them all, I think, come tomorrow. Because, man, that could go either way, way right now between OU and Miami. And it looked for all the world like OU had this one locked up. But then they took the Miami visit, and I don't know that Miami made a tremendously strong impression on Moten just – as a staff and as a university, but here's here's what you got to consider though. Moten's brother played at Miami as well several years back, and it seems as though maybe the family would rather have him close to home at Miami. So, again, it is the age-old chasm between what the player wants and what the family wants, and there's never any telling which one is going to win out in the end, and so. That is, from everything I have been told last night leading up into this morning, uh, that is as close to 50-50 as it gets. I'll still lean OU on it, but that's a coin flip right now. It's been the offseason of package deals <laughs> everywhere. Yep. How many package deals have we heard of in the transfer portal thus far? Which, I guess, another one worked out, by the way. I was joking about it yesterday that Jackson Dart and Michael Trigg were the only two package deals that actually ended up being just that. Uh, Caleb Williams joining Mario Williams out at SC, that's a thing. But we hear about it all the time. Is there any way that R. Mason Thomas picking OU could affect his teammate Ahmad Moten to coming to OU as well, or is that just a totally separate deal and they're not initially necessarily set on playing with each other? I would say, based on the conversations I've had with them and people close to them, it really doesn't sound like there's going to be a significant impact uh, in terms of one's decision affecting the other. And I know that might sound bizarre, especially with the two of them being teammates, having a lot of the same collegiate interests, and playing on the same side of the ball. But 
from everything I can gather, those are two guys that are making their own decisions. And if they both come to Oklahoma, it's going to be because they both like Oklahoma for what it can offer them completely independent of one another. Yeah, 100%. All right, 405-651-3439 is the Air Cover Solutions text line. Hey, you got comments on Muleshoe? Send them. You got questions on recruiting? Send them. OU football team questions for next year? Yeah, you guessed it. Go ahead and send those as well. We'll hit your text. We'll hit more OU football and maybe a quick peek at the national landscape of recruiting heading into tomorrow's signing day. More to come next. Locked in with McComas and Thune right here on The Ref.
Locked in with McComas and Thune right here on The Ref. This hour is brought to you by Chapel Supply. Chapel supplies you with the tools to tackle any power washing job, residential or commercial. They can also service all brands of power washers. Chapel supplies you with everything you need for clean, reusable water reclaimed from industrial wastewater. Chapel also supplies you with the equipment and disinfectants your business needs. Check them out, 6509 West Reno Avenue in Oklahoma City. Chapel supplies you bringing you this hour of Locked In with McComas and Thune. I guess Lane Kiffin is having a uh, media availability right now, and someone asked him about you know paying players, all of that, and Lane said, quote, I know nobody uses those phrases, but that is what it is. I joked the other day I didn't know if Texas A&M was going to occur a luxury tax with how much they paid their signing class, in quotes. How about that? Lane is off the rails, man. Lane doesn't care these days. I, I actually love it. Yeah. I do, too. Call out you. A&M for how much uh, they're paying players right now or paying this class. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it's that big of a secret how much uh, NIL money they are flooding to get the number one overall signing class. Which, on that, by the way, I was uh, listening to one of my buddies in, in Baton Rouge Harold Perkins, uh, five-star, what's a uh, five-star linebacker, number eight overall player in 27, 24/7 sports rankings. Yep. He visited LSU last weekend. He was a one-time A&M recruit, and so it's coming down tomorrow between LSU and A&M. And he was saying that like every time Harold Perkins has an interview, he like makes it known that he is heavily involved with NIL and it has a big impact on what his decision is going to be. And A&M offered him an NIL deal that was very attractive, as you can imagine, for the number 8 overall player. But it was spread out over uh, over four years. Ah. And he was like, yeah, Same. I don't really plan on being here four years, so <laughs> yet kind of no thanks oh on that. Oh my gosh, man. So there's a thought that he might pick LSU tomorrow because A&M's NIL deal is spread out over four years instead of... Like three or one lump sum or anything like that. That's one of the things that I think has caused college football to move in retrograde over the last decade Mm -hmm. or so is, and I don't know whether it's due to social media or what, but it's almost like every nationally ranked recruit these days believes that they're going to play three years of college football and then be off to the NFL. It's not reality. No, it's not. The the thing that kind of has kind of enhanced – or I guess exacerbated that whole issue is the transfer portal, right? They, if they end up somewhere where they don't feel like they're on track to play three years and then jump to the NFL, they hit the portal and go play somewhere else. And I think that is a destructive dynamic in college football. College football's awesome, man. College football's awesome for the fans, but it's also awesome for the players. Like, this is one stage of your life, and I understand the want and the need to go make money, but this is like the one stage of your life that you should never just try to rush through and just Uh try to get it over with. And there's the mentality of, well, I'm going to spend as little time as possible playing college football. Forget that, man. In my opinion, it's the best sport on earth. The pageantry, everything that exists with it, it's awesome. There's no other experience like it for the rest of your life. Don't approach this thing like you're just trying to get through it and get done with it. Enjoy it. If it takes you an extra year, so be it, man. But I hear so many guys go to the NFL and say, you know what? I've never had as much fun 
like I did playing college football is the best years of my life. And I hear so many guys these days, you know, when they're making their commitment announcements, they'll say something to the effect of, for the next three to four years, I'll be taking my talents to the University of so and so. I like. It's not the same in every case because obviously some guys have a much higher ceiling than others. But some of these guys, I just, I'm just sitting there watching them make their announcements, and I'm like, buddy, there's no way you're making the jump to the NFL after three years. Yeah. I'm sorry, there's not. Don't be having that expectation. All right, let's get to the uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439, Texas. How about making stress balls with Muleshoe's face on them as your next giveaway? Ooh, that's good. Uh, I actually like that. How much do you think people would pay for one of those in the ref store? I know everyone's interested in just getting it for free. Uh huh. I feel like we could sell those for eight to ten bucks a pop. Oh, I agree. Just saying. I agree. There's a, there's a hustle there. Uh, how many times over the next two years does Muleshoe and USC call that direct snap play that works so well versus Texas, and then was never seen? Again oh my God! You know what? They'll probably use it in every big game next year. I. And that will trigger me so much. They called that play three times in the Texas game. Two of them went for touchdowns. The other one went for like a nine-yard gain, I think a first down, and you never saw it again for the rest of the year. God, that triggers me so much. Lots of folks saying on the Air Comfort Solutions text line that they would happily pay 10 bucks for a mule shoe stress ball. So I hope the vineyards are listening because I think we got a money-making uh, idea here. <laughs> is it possible Ahmad Moten isn't a take for OU at this point with a loaded roster? Well, I can tell you this much. Ahmad Moten is definitely a take for OU. If he does not come to Oklahoma, if he does not sign with the Sooners tomorrow, it's not going to be because the Sooners told him thanks but no thanks. It seems like everyone that we're waiting on for tomorrow, and I know that there's you know one or two exceptions, but it's all it, it's mostly defensive guys that we're talking about. You know, it's all defensive guys. As a matter of fact, well, yeah. I mean, if, I, if you want to count Devin Campbell, yeah. I, I we probably shouldn't honestly, but the ones that you actually feel like OU has a chance on, yeah, it's it's all it's all defensive guys. And I got to tell you, man, that's kind of a it's a nice changeup. One listener asks, are you at all concerned about the lack of offensive line signees thus far in the recruiting process? Um, Yeah, but I was going to be concerned with the offensive line going into next year regardless. Do you think that that is a position group, though, in this class that they should have done a better job? No, no, I don't. I'm not concerned about it, and here's why. Because, sure, you only signed two in Jake Taylor and Jacob Sexton. But you also brought in McCade Mattire, a high-impact three-year starter at Cal who will have two years of eligibility at OU and is a plug-and-play replacement for Marquise Hayes at left guard. And you also bring in Tyler Guyton, the transfer from TCU, who is, wait for it, six foot seven, 315 pounds, Tyler, and has three years of eligibility at his disposal to use. So in reality, you're bringing in four offensive linemen. It's just the optics aren't as great because only two sure. of those are high school guys. Yeah. So I think... I think with regard to that narrative and that conversation, a lot of times the likes of a McCade Mattire or a Tyler Guyton kind of get lost in the shuffle. Sure. Anything else? Let's see. Uh, Well, and obviously the the other thing that people are pointing out and that we should acknowledge as well is that Oklahoma is still in the mix for Josh Connerly. So – yeah, we, not, we, we did. We brought up Josh Connerly, yeah. but it's I, it's not going to happen tomorrow, though, is what it sounds like. Yeah. They're, they're, they may not be done. That's the uh, – that's the long and short of it. Um, lots of chatter 
about Matt Campbell going to Michigan if and when Harbaugh leaves. I would think R. Mason Thomas is taking that into consideration. That comes from the Air Comfort Solutions text line. That's an interesting point as well. Yeah, um, I, I was reading a, a Dennis Dodd story today on CBS because I was just interested. Like Josh and I were throwing out names yesterday that would be mentioned for the Michigan job. And Luke Fickle makes all the sense in the world, but I'm going to guess he got a contract extension this offseason. Surely, right, for taking Cincinnati to the college football playoff, which probably ups his buyout. Maybe Michigan's not concerned about a buyout for their next head coach, but Dodd's article said Josh Gaddis, the OC up there right now, they might just promote him. Uh, Matt Rule, currently with the Panthers. We went through that whole thing with the OU search. Matt Campbell was listed. P.J. Fleck, head coach at Minnesota. Mike Hart, former Michigan running back. Now he's the running back's coach at Michigan. Uh, Mike Hart, he was fun to watch back yeah, in the day. Yeah, um, no Luke Fickle was mentioned on that, but yeah, Matt, because Cam- Matt I, Campbell was. Well, Luke Fickle is angling for that Ohio State job. That's the long and short well, of it. Is that, well, good luck, buddy. I don't know if Ryan I mean, Day's going to be leaving there anytime well, soon. Well, but, I mean, that's the thing is that if the Ohio State job is the one you want and you have all the job security in the world at Cincinnati – why would you go and jump to Ohio State's biggest rival when you know that you can ride it out in Cincinnati with that program, lead them into the Big 12 transition, and you're going to be making plenty of money and you're not going to have to worry about your neck, and you can you can be there for as long as you want before Ryan Day chooses to move on if and when that happens. Yeah, like if there's a if you have the opportunity to do both, which he does it right now at Ohio State, but in in terms of the two jobs, it, it it's not close between Michigan and Ohio State. Ohio State is a much better job, in my opinion, than what Michigan is. I agree with you. Uh, back to the text line. Man, you guys are so jilted, like your girlfriend ran off with your best buddy. See, I don't know. Well, I feel like I would be pissed if my girlfriend ran off with my best buddy, Tyler. Yeah, yeah, that, that would be probable. That, that'd be good enough cause for me to be jilted. Here's, here's how I view this whole thing. I like to just continue to poke fun because that's what it is to me, fun. There is no way in the world, no way, that I would ever change the previous regime for this current coaching staff. And that's why I think you can have it both ways, is I love the situation that OU is in now compared to, you know, what they had before, but I still think it's hilarious and I still think it's fun and I still think that it's warranted to call Muleshoe a snake with how he went about things, how he kind of lied, like after the Bedlam game, like, oh, Kerry, let me stop you right there. I'm not going to be the next head coach at LSU. And that's what a lot of people nationally don't understand. It's not just that he left for USC, whatever. I mean, coaches leave. But the crap that he pulled in the weeks before that, that's where it's. I think it's okay to have an issue. And let's not act like this season wasn't spoiled this year because of how he went about and handled things. Like I, I think that that's grounds right there to still be pretty PO'd about the way that he went about things. No, I'm with you 100%, and I think that's the reason why so many Sooner fans are upset. Like, if Lincoln Riley leaves, okay, fine. But to do it the way he did, that's what rubbed a lot of folks the wrong way. Nobody is going to fault Lincoln Riley for doing what's best for him and his family if that's how he wants to play it off. But at least be professional about the way you do it. Yeah. Hey, look at what Tech fans are doing right now with Chris Beard. Heck, they haven't even played the basketball game the night in Lubbock, and Chris Beard's already seen about 20,000 middle fingers from Tech fans and students. Anybody else see that last night? Just imagine, oh. Tyler. Woo. Imagine if Lincoln Riley ever has to come back to Owen Field. I don't, I don't think that that's, I don't think that that's ever going to happen. I don't know that that's ever going to happen. Like, I feel like if that were on the schedule – 
Lincoln Riley would probably do everything possible to get a new no. job before that game came to pass. Well, he and he has enough push. He has enough power there that there's no way that that would ever. The the only scenario, and I mean the only scenario that he ever comes back, really, man, to the state of Oklahoma is on a recruiting visit, and I don't even know if he's going to do that at this point, on a recruiting visit or they expand the playoff and he's forced to play a road game um, inside the state. There is zero, dude, there is zero chance OU and USC ever schedule a home-and-home as as long as he's out there. There's no no chance of that. No shot. I mean, maybe OU would be down for it. I'm sure they would be, but not SC, man. That's not not happening. And, And two... Like, I don't think that he is going to be there for the long term. No, he's not. I he's see not. I see I see him in eight years being in an NFL job somewhere. If you gave me the over under at three point five years right now, I would take the under. He may not especially if he doesn't win right away out at USC, he may get out and go somewhere else. Yep. I, I think that that's a real possibility. All right, more of your text coming up next, four oh five six five one thirty four thirty nine on the Air Cover Solutions text line. It is locked in with the McComas and Thune right here on the ref.
Yep. Seems like half the gang is out in L.A. now, out in California. Caleb Williams, surely you heard by now, he's transferring to USC. Sean on the Air Comfort Solutions text line says, can we all just agree he took Clark Stroud with him and it's the best thing he did for OU in five years? Yes, and I also, as soon as I saw the tweet last night, the uh, tweet that uh, Muleshoe put out, was that him scaring Clark Stroud, by the way? Did you see the video that Mule Shoe right, I didn't Twitter bother page? to watch it. So, yeah, it's just like a video of Clark Stroud like walking in the stadium or something and someone coming out and scaring him. And I, I guess it was Mule Shoe. I don't know. Wishing happy birthday. Mule Shoe forgot to turn off the uh, comments on his tweet. And, oh, God, it was just OU fans everywhere saying, thank God that you took him along there with yeah, you. Yeah, he's going to get bludgeoned in the comments as long as he keeps them enabled. <laughs> it happened again last I night. I promise you, there are so thousands and thousands of Sooner fans out there that have his tweet notifications on. Yeah. Don't stop, guys, please. Uh, if nothing else, for my entertainment, I get a lot of entertainment by this, all right? So continue to just hammer him on social media every single chance you get. Hey, our guy Kendall uh, was uh, texting us about this yesterday. This happened when you were off the air, I believe. Okay. But Alabama came into the States. They offered Owasso wide receiver Cole Adams. What do you make of that? Well, here's what I make of that. Brent Venables, get on it. Jeff Levy, get on it. Because that dude, he's good enough to have every offer in the country. And if you need any further evidence of that, I don't know what to tell you because he just got the best offer in the country. Now, that is a guy that will be – in the running for the top player in the state of Oklahoma in the class of 2023. And I tend to think it's going to be probably either by Job or Micah Tease that comes out on top in the composite rankings when all said and done. But Cole Adams can play some football, man. If you've watched that dude in person, first off, he plays way bigger than five foot ten. His vert and his catch radius are insane. And he's dynamic in the return game. He's elusive in the open field. That dude is one of the baddest wide receivers in the country in the class of 2023. And he will be a blue chip before it's all said. It was just kind of like a loud offer yesterday. It was just like, whoa, okay. Uh, Bama came in and offered a uh, kid from Owasso. Like, all right, you you have our attention now. And hopefully uh, the OU coaching staff, it has their attention as well after uh, Bama's going to try to come in and swoop someone from the 918 up there. Anyone that we really haven't talked about in the names that we have talked about, Jamarian Burt, Devin Campbell, Grayson Holton, Gentry Williams, Josh Connerly, Brady Bond, R. Mason Thomas, Ahmad Moten. Is there any other like name that we need to be looking out for tomorrow as, as we go down the stretch here? I would add John Locke to that list just because there's still the chance that he flips from the scholarship commitment to Louisiana Tech and decides to join Oklahoma as a preferred walk-on. I don't think that's a slam dunk. Uh, as far as I know, nothing has been decided yet one way or another on Locke's end. But uh, I know when we uh, I talked to him over the weekend, that was very much a consideration that he was weighing. And it was something that was squarely on the table, was decommitting from Louisiana Tech and taking the preferred walk-on spot at Oklahoma. Yeah, he's got a big decision. Uh, tomorrow's deadline, well, not deadline day, when we talk about Josh Connerly. But again, tomorrow's going to be a big day for OU, and you know that we're going to have it covered wall-to-wall right here on the ref. So 
I know that recruiting isn't everyone's flavor, but there's going to be a lot of excitement for this program tomorrow with uh, some of the guys that they bring in. I promise you that. Hey, uh, I know we got some other recruiting questions on the text line. What have we got there? 405-651-3439. Well, unrelated to recruiting, Clark Stroud leaving is number two, says one listener. Benny Wiley leaving is easily the best part about the whole deal. I will not miss the Friday lip-singing songs. i, I got to tell you, I will not miss that one at all. Did Benny Wiley do those too? Uh, I don't think that Benny Wiley ever did that. I think he was more concerned with the kettlebell yeah, workouts. Believe me, I guess if he ever had done one of those, that would be circulating all across the OU. Clark Stroud and Benny Wiley doing the same absurd lip-syncing video? Yeah, that would become a meme. And on uh, no more Twitter. Roy Manning. Let's go, baby! Boomer! Uh, one of our listeners wants to know if OU has a chance with Luke Has, the tight end out of Bixby. I'm going to say no. I'm just going to I, – I, that's the easiest and most succinct way I can put it. Luke has, has a lot of family ties to the University of Arkansas. If he wasn't going to go to Oklahoma, he was always going to go to Arkansas. And so right now it's really hard for me to believe that Oklahoma is going to get back in the race for his commitment – just given the fact that it's, it kind of seemed all along like Arkansas was where his heart was at, but OU in terms of, of a football fit made more sense. Now, given everything that's transpired at OU and the turnover on the coaching staff and everything that the class of 2023 went through uh, in terms of having to uh, deal with the advent of a new coach, doesn't really seem like Luke has is coming back. Yeah, so I, yeah. I would bet on him sticking it out with Arkansas. We've had multiple conversations about OU doing a better job in state, and and I think when at least when I'm talking about doing a better job in state, I'm I'm kind of talking about that Tulsa area up there, you yep. know. And I think that that is going to happen, and OU is going to do a better job up there. And look, OU is a better program than Arkansas. Surely, even the Arkansas fans wouldn't disagree with that. But the way that they're recruiting up there right now in Fayetteville, they are really aggressive. I think that they're going to at least, if nothing else, make it a little bit tougher on OU to keep some of those Tulsa kids up in the area in-state. Because say what you want about Arkansas, and I'll agree with most of it, but the staff they have up there right now are, are pretty aggressive on the recruiting trail and doing a, a pretty good job. Yes, doing they Doing a pretty are. good and job. I, do, I, I tell you what, going forward in the years ahead, I think the two schools – that are going to emerge as Oklahoma's preeminent rivals on the recruiting trail, at least locally, are Arkansas and Oregon. Why Oregon? Well, because out west? No, well, no, because you take a look at that Kansas City area, Kansas slash Missouri, that's Brent Venable's home turf. He's going to be recruiting that vicinity very heavily, but you know who also hails from that area is Dan Lanning. And Dan Lanning showed up to Kansas City last week and offered everybody, I mean everybody, worth offering that is remotely in that region. Interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that. I thought that he would just go head up with Muleshoe every single year out on the West Coast. And and he will. I mean, he'll go get players from California, but... Seeing Oregon have a presence in the Kansas City area is going to be about as weird as seeing Oregon have a presence in Texas like they did, you know, seven, eight years ago or so, which sounds like there was some illegal activity going on during that time, but they had a little bit of a presence in uh, Texas at one point. Yeah, but, and that's, that's another thing you can count on, too, is that Brent Venables will still recruit Florida. And the the Sooners will still make a heavy play into Texas, and maybe they'll go get an occasional kid out of California or Washington, D.C., somewhere like that. But 
there is going to be a much more vigorous emphasis on recruiting locally. And that doesn't just mean the state of Oklahoma, but that means Kansas and Missouri and even Arkansas and particularly the DFW Metroplex. But that that four or five hour driving radius from Norman, Oklahoma, that's going to become crucial for Brent Venables and his new staff. Yeah. Uh, let's get to a couple more here before we hit a break. What else do we got on the Air Comfort Solutions text line? Where do we stand with Jaden Greathouse, the fantastic four-star wide receiver out of Austin Westlake? Well, he was in town for an unofficial campus visit this past weekend at Junior Day. So the thing about Jaden Greathouse is – he has so many well-established relationships with so many other coaching staffs across the country right now that I'm not saying I'd rule OU out by any stretch of the imagination, but they're going to have a hill to climb if they want to be one of his top schools when this is all said and done. But for anybody that watched Jaden Greathouse in the state title game in the state of Texas, dude can ball. Yeah. And the size he brings to the table in particular, he's a wide receiver in a tight end's body. That's yeah. really what he is. One more. Oh, let's pick a good one. Let's pick a good one. Yeah, let's pick a good text to in on. No more bad text, all right? <laughs> Just kidding. No sucky texts on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, does Marcus Hicks have a chance in at contributing to the O-line in 2022? That's a very intriguing question because, I mean, you talk about a guy that comes from within that four- or five-hour driving radius. Marcus Hicks is one of those guys, a Wichita native, came to Oklahoma to play on the defensive line, redshirted his freshman season, had an Achilles injury that cost him the entirety of the year in 2020, and then made the transition to offensive line and didn't play at all in 2021. Now, here's what I can tell you. I mean, the the consensus in among the Oklahoma coaching staff is that Marcus Hicks should have been recruited as an offensive lineman in, in the first place. And so he has all the natural tools to be a contributor at that position. It's just a matter of, I mean, does he emerge? Can he take the next step with how much depth Oklahoma has in that room? And look, it's 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 going to be a wide open battle for that right tackle position. And I tend to think Savion Bird probably works himself into the starting rotation in That's some form or fashion. Best case scenario, hopefully. But I'm not discounting Marcus Hicks. I wouldn't pencil him in as a starter in 2022, but maybe he cracks the two deep, and maybe he puts himself in position to start in 23 and 24. This hour locked in brought to you by Chapel Supply. If you're looking for a new career, apply online today at chapelsupply.com. Keep the text coming on the Air Cover Solutions text line 405-651-3439. Special guests coming up next to wrap up Locked In right here on The Ref.
Final segment locked in with McComas and Thune. And all right, everyone, listen up. Because this is the most important thing you're going to hear all day long. No, not about R. Mason Thomas maybe committing to OU or signing with OU tomorrow. Or Jamarian Bird, Ahmad Moten, or what we think about Caleb Williams going to USC. No, 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 no. John Whitson, my guy from Brown O'Haver, this is the most important thing that you're going to hear tomorrow. Uh, we got a winter storm coming in, man. And John, welcome to the show. Good to hear from you. What should people do if they wake up tomorrow morning? And let's hope this doesn't happen, but if they wake up tomorrow morning and their pipes froze, they burst, and they're experiencing some home damage after the cold winter weather that's about to come through. Do not have John from uh, we Brown got Haver. We got John. Johnny there. Is the uh, is the button pushed on the phone line right there? Oh, never mind. It there looks like go. we don't have him after all. John, I'm guessing you didn't hear anything that I said. So no, we'll start I mean, over. we actually don't have him on the line. It looks like <laughs> the line dropped. So let me try to get back on the phone with him, Tyler. We'll get back with uh, John Whitson of Brown O'Haver. So, yeah. Hey, I, I hope that no one wakes up tomorrow with frozen pipes or, or anything like that. But I assure you, Brown O'Haver... They're awesome. Um, love those people. They do a great job in more. And uh, if you experience something tomorrow, give them a call, 405-735-5510. They can help you out. Great thing about Brown O'Haver is they don't get paid unless you do. And we have John back now to tell us more about that. John, what do people need to do tomorrow if they wake up and uh, they experience some home damage because it got too cold overnight? First, let me start by saying that was like the best buildup ever. Yeah, you're welcome. I mean, we're talking about you're pitting me against uh, signing day. Uh-huh. You're pitting me against Caleb Williams. Is that important? Officially committing to USC, and, and then I just get dropped. You know, <laughs> it's just like a. But anyway, I, that, that got me. I was fired up to listen to myself talk there for a second. Um, but if, uh, yeah, if these storms hit like they say they're going to, Tyler, um, the biggest thing you can do it's it's all about prevention, right? Over the next. A uh, couple days. Um, make sure your water, you know, you're dripping your faucets and stuff like that. What we're going to experience at Brown O'Haver and the calls we're going to get are going to be fires from people trying to stay warm. And so, you know, be careful with um, space heaters. Be careful with fireplaces. Um, just really pay attention over the next couple days and try not to put yourself in those positions. 405-735-5510 is how you can get a hold of Brown O'Haver. Hey, is there like an alternate hotline number to Brown O'Haver where you give out your uh, football picks and your, you know, Caleb Williams thoughts or anything like that? No, but there should be. That's something to consider. Yeah, that is I like something it. to consider because I get a lot of, I get a lot of uh, communication after I do remotes with you guys. Um, you know, desperate for uh, for some insider knowledge. Which how I really don't have how nice is it that this thing is finally over, man? Like, whether he's going to USC or not, whatever, it's just January 3rd, he enters in the portal, and finally, like, all right, dude, go to USC, whatever, we'll catch up with you in a few years. You know, man, it's he, it was over when he left for me. You know, he wasn't coming back. It's fine. I, I think the USC move, I don't know that it just, it just doesn't make sense from a football perspective. Like, all the talk about developing and getting ready for the – it just doesn't make sense to go to USC and be a middling program for the next two years. But, you know, if that's where he's going to go, 
He always he gave you know what he gave me and you, Tyler. He gave us the Cotton Bowl in 2021. <laughs> it was it was an awesome moment. You know what? And it sucks that he and and Muleshoe get that. It sucks that they get that. But it's probably the best game I've ever seen live. Well, I, I give it to Caleb Williams. I don't give it to Muleshoe because we shouldn't have been down 28-3 to begin with. Yeah, agree. Um, you know, and, and and you know, you're losing Caleb Williams. I, I guess my, my first thought is how are we ever going to beat Kansas again, you know, if he's not there to steal the ball from Kennedy Brooks. I think we're going to be okay. I love the direction that Venables has taken us already. Um, it, it Everything we're hearing, we, we've got the real deal. We've got a real sooner, and I, I couldn't be more excited. Hey, John, real quick, about 30 seconds. What I love about Brian O'Haver, there's no catch. If no, the customer doesn't get paid, not. you don't get paid. Hey, if you suffer a loss in the next couple days or, or even in the next couple weeks, give us a call, 405-735-5510. We'll walk you through it. We'll make sure you've got the, you're on the right direction. Even if you don't hire us, we'll give you some good advice. We'll try to make sure you're taken care of. Um, we, we do it for – when anything like these weather events hit, we get tons of calls. Hey, am I doing it the right way? Am I calling the right person? Am I on the right track? It can be just as simple as confirming what you're doing. We want to be there and be a resource for everybody in the community. Give us a call, 405-735-5510, and just let us help you out if we can. Thanks, John. Talk soon. There you go. That'll do it.